welcome to the No Name MMA Show, the best damn MMA podcast you've never heard of, with Mystic Daddy Juan and No Nutshot Nina, and yours truly, Motivated Let's get on with this shit. Welcome to the No Name MMA Show. My name is Motivated Andy. Thank you for joining us on this great October 6th. October 6th, 6th October for the No Name MMA Show. Uh, you know, you know how it'd be. Uh, Juan is going to be joining us. Unfortunately, Nina was not able to make it uh, this time around. Uh, and she will be on for next week's show. She won't be here today. So we're going to be joined by Juan and Coaches MMA uh, to talk some MMA and shit. And because this show's a little bit differently, it uh, will be a little different format. What's going on, Coaches? What's up, Austin? What's going on, everybody? All right, so first, before we get into anything, let's talk about Henry Cejudo calling out Alexander Volkanovsky, saying that he is trying to get that 145-pound belt that he will defend. He won't just get it and dip. He will go ahead and defend that belt as well. First, coaches, does he fight? And then, coaches, once you're done, Juan, who wins? I think, yeah, he's definitely down to fight. But I think he's going to have to come back into himself as a fighter. I think he's going to have to refine his balance and check out how he feels at 145. Old kids, insanely hard. Probably harder than most 155ers and I don't think Henry has come up against that power before and that's not a discredit to anyone he's fought but that power and how much he can do his cardio is incredible and there's no one that really comes close right now um, I think it's all down to Dana White and the UFC for wanting to make the fight because I think once Henry does win it He's going to keep defending it and he's going to keep fighting. And he's probably not going to stop until he loses. That's just his type of way. It's just that competitive. Um, I think C4 is alive. I think he can do it. Um, and yeah, I do think it's really possible for him now more than ever to get the three belts. Okay. Juan. Um, I think, I think it's possible for him to do it, um, but there's certain obstacles that he has to overcome. First, Dana White, is it Dana White's best, uh, interest to allow him to have this title shot because it would look bad when Max is out here fighting, like, everybody in that weight class, even though he's not champion, he's just, he's going to fight Yair, when's the last time anyone's fought Yair? Now, I, that might be more on Yair than the other people in the division. But the point is, Max Holloway being 
such a dominant dominant champion for such a long time, and then losing the belt. And arguably, like he should have won at least one of the, one of those two matches. It's kind of hard to skip Max Holloway, you know, regardless of who you are. Um, even if you're Conor McGregor going down into that weight class, like it doesn't matter who you are. It's kind of hard to skip over Max Holloway. So that would look bad for Dana White. That's one reason why he wouldn't do it. Another reason was, like, yeah, um, Henry Cejudo said that he was going to stay and defend it, but for for how long? Until, like, like two title defenses? One? Like, how many times is he actually going to do it? And then you mentioned, uh, Coach, earlier, um, Henry Cejudo just being that competitor. If he were to lose, I think that would be the best outcome because he would – that would force him to come back and show his dominance, you know? Like, that would make him be like, all right, I really have to, I really have to show them who I am because that, that loss is not who I am. Um, Volkanovski, I think, would win that. If I'm being honest, I don't think Henry Cejudo um, will beat Volkanovski. Now, if Max Holloway was champion, I think that'd be different. I think he could beat Max Holloway. But I don't think, um, Volkanovski's ground game is, I think, good enough to um, fight off Henry Cejudo. Maybe not beat him, but at least fight fight it off. Um, and you have to remember, Volkanovski used to be a heavyweight. He used to be a big dude. That's he's right. Got, he's got some mass to him. Yeah, yeah, he's cut down, so like a lot of that is gone. But that Still. strength, that big man strength. That's going to be there. That's going to stay there. And so, to Coach's point, that's where has Henry actually oh, ever felt that power? Uh, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see exactly what happens between Henry Cejudo now. I mean, he, he, and also the thing is, he keeps on talking about this. How sure and confident are we that he is actually going to pull through and request this? So... Mm-hmm. That's another thing that um, there's just a lot of variables. I think to your point about skipping Max Holloway, I mean, right now he's going to be fighting in November. And then what if that is a war? Then there's a layoff. And then from there, it's all right. Well, what's going to what's Alexander Volkanovsky going to be waiting for? So at that point, why not make that big money fight for Alexander Volkanovsky and then Henry Cejudo by product? by just by it happening. So it's one way to make two fighters really interested. And if Henry Cejudo keeps to his word, which he's, his track record has always shown that he has kept to his word, he's going to be defending, or at least he's going to be active. So I don't know. It's going to be very I interesting mean, to see. I think this also depends on how many fights he has left on his contract. Is his contract officially over, or does he have some stuff? If he has some stuff, um, if he has some stuff, if he has enough fights on his contract, then that would go in favor with him. So, well, I guess that's also a um, component to it. All right. Sounds good. So, secondly, there were two fights that were officially announced this weekend. It's Dustin Poirier versus Charlie Olives in uh, okay. December 18th or 11th or something, as well as Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gon for UFC 270 in January. Uh, 
what fight do you look forward to the most out of both of these fights? Coach? I think they're both equally almost the same in a way because you have Dustin and Francis being incredibly hard hitters. We don't know how good they can fare against their opponent on the ground yet. And there's a lot of unknown factors in those fights. There's hand gain, solve patience in Gano. Is Charles well-rounded enough to beat Dustin? Does Dustin have the technique to outclass Charles? Because these are still five-round fights. I know it's Dustin Poirier, like, you can't count him out. And he can take your lights out at any time. I think he's the hardest hitter at lightweight right now. And, you know, when Chandler able to drop Charles really quick, really early. Um, I think that's a submission Dustin's black belt could have finished. I really do think that rear naked choke could have been it. Mm-hmm. You see then with Gain, he just completely shut down Derek Lewis. Like, Derek, how many strikes did he throw? Like 12? I think like 12, Three something rounds. like that. Not more than 20. Three rounds. Yeah. You're doing that to the guy with the most knockouts in the UFC's history. Like, when you do that now against arguably the hardest hitting person on the planet, that's going to be legitimizing for gain. I think it's going to be better for heavyweight. It's going to look a lot more technical. Like, we all know how in heavyweight can get. Like, you look back just a few years ago, there was, I think it was just Stipe. And basically no one below the age of 35. Yeah. There was no one, there was no young blood there, but now you have guys like Tom Aspinall climbing his way up. You have... Darkest. So many guys. Volkov, like, okay, has already been. Mm. Or did he? That might have been Lewis. Um, but there's so many uncertainties with these two fights specifically that I think it's going to be... So interesting to watch both of them. And I think they're both going to be a complete spectacle. Okay. Because of that uncertainty factor. Like, power win out, does technique win out? Is grappling going to be a major component in either of those? And that's just it. Who can implement the game plan better? And there's so many stakes riding on this because lightweight you could ask a hundred people who is best lightweight on the planet you're gonna get two different answers mostly it's all gonna be charles or dustin and that's gonna be where it all separates that's what it all comes down to there's also a lot of separation the very same in francis and cyril where no one knows who's better and i feel like that is just about where it all comes to head finding out who really is better. Okay. And um, I see a lot of people in the comments going back and forth between Dustin and um, Oliveira. And that's the one I'm more excited for. And just because that's, no matter what, regardless of whose side you're on, you know that one's going to be a war. You know that one's going to be crazy. With the Francis and Gone fight, one or two things going to happen. A very quick knockout, or it's gonna go the distance. Think, not gonna hopefully, go the, 
don't think so. And it's not going to go the distance as far as, like, it being a straight war. It'll be cautious if it goes the distance. Um, But the Dustin and Oliveira fight, that's going to be the one to watch. Because you're right, Coach, as far as uh, the Gia team being pretty close, uh, pretty locked in, um, five-round fights, you, you don't know what to really expect because as soon as one person gets tired, that's almost it. Um, so I think that one would be the most entertaining and probably the most unpredictable one. So that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. Coach, what's your rebuttal to that? I don't think that there's only two ways of Ngannou and Gale playing out. I do think Ngannou can keep that pace up. Like that performance against Stipe can't be forgotten. If he fights like that against Gain, Gain's going to go to sleep and there's no two ways about it. Mm-hmm. I do think Gain's striking is better and his technique is a lot better. That's basically just hoping for itself what he was able to do to Lewis. But the uncertainty or Happen. He completely shut out all of Derek Lewis's offense, and mm-hmm. you can't forget that Derek has the most knockouts in the UFC's history. Like that's incredible that he just let him land twelve strikes or throw twelve strikes. He didn't even get to throw. He didn't even get his puncher's chance, which is what a lot of people are going to say Francis has. So. I do think Francis has a lot more than a puncher's chance to the people that are saying that's all he has. And I do think that Gain is going to be smart enough to avoid a quick barrage if there is one. You know, like there was in the Rosen strike fight. Ngannou just came out swinging and he got lucky. And that's all it was. And then when you have Dustin and Oliveira, it's going to be technique throughout incredible boxing. We did see that Charles can put you on your ass, like from wherever. The technique is that good, and his Muay Thai is that underrated that he can sleep you, and you don't even know it. So it's all on how they both prepare for the fight, I think. All right, predictions, coach. Who you got in both fights?
match a few months ago. And again, it just fought Derek Lewis. Like those exact versions compared to those exact fights. I think it's going to be 60-40 again because he completely shut out Derek. Now Francis is a lot taller and he is a lot I don't know about faster, but he is a lot longer and he has, has that reach to be able to throw those strikes before he has to close in on you. So I do think it's about 640 Cyril Gan right now. Okay. Juan, your predictions? Um, for the Francis Gan fight, I think Francis will get it done in the second round. I think it's going to take him a second to fill out Gone in the first round. But we all know Francis. We've all seen his knockouts. Um, no matter how good you are, no matter how how able you're, how well you're able to break down your other opponent as far as uh, keeping the distance, um, I think one shot for Francis is going to do it. Now I said the same thing for Derek Lewis, and um, Derek Lewis kind of went out there gun shy, so. So that's kind of hard to say because we have to think about how well Gon is able to um, kind of make his opponents hesitate. Kind of like what people do for John Jones, you know? Like they go in there expecting they're going to be able to do something, but then with the kicks and everything that's coming at them, it's just kind of hard to do it. So at the end of the day, I do think Francis is going to get it done, but I don't think it's going to be easy for him. Um, and then for the Dustin and Oliveira fight, I think Dustin's going to get it via guillotine. I think um, Oliveira's going to try to get him to the ground and think that his jiu-jitsu is better, which it very well might be. I'm not doubting his jiu-jitsu at all. We've all seen his um, performances. But um, even though Oliveira has been on a solid, solid, solid win streak lately. Dustin Poirier has been doing it from the get-go. Like, he's been, he's had no quit in him ever. I think a lot of that's out of Oliveira. I don't think he's a quitter, per se. Um, but we know, we know from the get-go, Dustin has that heart. Um, and I think a lot of people are expect, expecting Chiesa to... Um, tap out Luque, and then look what happened. Luque was able to turn around with the darts. So I think Dustin will be able to pull it off with a guillotine while they're in a scramble. I don't know what round, but probably the fourth or fifth. I think it'll go, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Sounds good. For the record, I have Dustin Poirier. I think his resume speaks for himself. Uh, but also, I mean, Charlie Olives is on that win streak. I think it's going to be very close. Point flip, it doesn't fucking matter. It, it's going to be amazing. This is where we all win. Um, as far as Real Gone versus Francis Ganu, I think it's going to be a technical masterclass. Um, just Cyril Gone, I don't see any part of him that's weak. Like, he's he's perfectly fine with just jabbing you from far away because you, he's too fast. So I don't think he... I, I just don't... Yeah, power 
from Francis is one KO and then that's it, or one punch and that's it. But I think Cyril Gaunt just doesn't get landed on and he just runs away with it. Uh, I think Cyril Gaunt knockout in the third or TKO in the third for me. And then Dustin Poirier, I see him grinding out a decision uh, just because they're both fucking amazing. So I, I, I can see them. I don't know. I, I can't fault them. I can't say one of them is going to quit over the other. So five rounds, fucking split decision. Fuck it. A war. Um, for the Francis, I think one of the biggest, one of the biggest aspects of that fight is going to be whether he's Francis is cutting off gone or he's chasing him. Yeah. I think if he cuts off gone, I think he'll do really, really well if he's able to um, stay in front of him and everything. But if he ends up chasing, it's going to be a bad and long night for that guy. All right. We'll see. So, uh, per TJ Dillashaw on the MMA Hour, when speaking to Ariel Helani, he had stated that it was communicated to him that he is going to be fighting for the title upon his return. Coach, does TJ regain the crown? And also, is this fair to him in general? What do you think? I think beating Corey and how he beat Corey, like, he didn't get lucky or anything by the decision. It was largely TJ's fight for me. I think I scored it maybe four or three rounds to TJ. I didn't think it was as close as people were making it out to be at all. Um, I do think that if anyone can beat Jorian, it's going to be TJ above everyone else. Like, I do think Aljo has a chance if he ever defends the belt. Corey, of course, he's going to have his shot. But I just think in October 30th, it's going to be largely Piotr's fight, and he's going to be able to drag him to deep water, get him where he's really uncomfortable, and just completely have his way with him. I think it's absolutely fair to TJ that he should get the title shot too. I don't think that he's jumping ahead of anyone because there's no one really biting at 135 as good as that division is. There's no one really biting for that title shot right now. I think Aldo's still going to need one or two fights before he can get up there. And there's a lot of contenders like Marab is going to need a few more fights before he can get up there. And I think TJ is cleared for January time. So depending on how the interim fight goes, he's still going to have to wait for Aljo to come back. No one wants to see an interim belt defended again. That never really works. So I think, yeah, it is going to be down to who's game plan again. Because you can't make real sense of it. Because Piotr is so good all around, but that's what TJ is known for. His gas tank, his ability to box now against Corey was incredible. He just came out of the gate, he was boxing super technically, very sound, and he just shut out Corey, really, in my opinion. I think the cut weighed a lot of the people who were scoring the fight at home. I think. You know, if it was stopped by the doctor, it would have been, wouldn't have been right at all. 
think that it was really a shutout for TJ. I don't think Corey really had that to say. To say that, yeah, I deserve an interim title shot now. I think that if TJ was fully fit and he didn't have surgery on his leg, I think it 100% should have been him. I do think it should have been him and Piotr. And I think that would have been a fight of the year contender in the lower weight classes. That's a barn burner written all over it. If you enjoy grappling and scrambles, that's your fight. DJ and Piotr, they're just going to go in and beat each other up. And that's all it is. And that's all they do. They're just winners. Like, when was the last time Piotr lost? Oh, hasn't really. Yeah. DJ is lost to Cruz. Yeah. And his most recent loss to yeah. Henry at 125. The loss to Henry, I do think it is debatable because he was on that single leg, but I do think it was fair to stop it. And he was on EPO anyway, so I think no matter what, the right thing happened. Just for the sake of the UFC's title pictures. The right thing happened with DJ having been stopped. But I don't think that if that fight were to happen again with a different referee, that it would have been stopped. Alright, Juan? Um, so my biggest thing was I didn't want TJ to get an immediate title shot whenever he came back uh, due to pop in for EPO. But he did beat Corey, and Corey's not a, like a walk in the park. So, um, at the end of the day, this decision to have him fight for the title um, after that, I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Um, that being said, though, I think they're, I think USC needs to take um, fighters popping for uh, PDs. Um, more seriously, and the consequences should be m- much harsher. Um, just overall, for things like that, uh, missing weight, um, popping for PEDs, like consequences need to be much harsher there because they're literally they have two jobs or they have three jobs. You know, they have to make weight, they have to show up at weigh-ins, and then they have to show up for the fight. That's all you got to do. Train as much or as little as you want. But, like, don't cheat about it either. But that's a whole nother topic. Um, I am okay with him fighting for the title now, especially since he beat Corey. Um, You know, it's just a matter of making sure that he's not going to do what he did again. Um, He doesn't become a John Jones. People make mistakes. It's okay to forgive them for mistakes. But not if they're just saying I'm sorry and then keep going on. You know what I'm saying? So just keep an eye on him. That's all I want for Dana White. That's fair. Uh, for me, I think that I think it's validated that he gets the next title shot or in, on his next fight. And then uh, I think that you're right. Uh, I mean, keep a careful eye on him. Don't. Don't forgive and forget. Forgive and remember. And then just keep a close eye. It's not... I mean, it's unfortunate that he did that. And his career is going to be forever tainted. But also, 
I mean, he's going to keep on fighting. And if he's toughing it out against top-tier fighters, what's what's the harm in letting him fight? So, yeah, I think, uh, does he reclaim the championship? Uh, that's a tough fucking call. You got Piotr Jan, Corey Sanhagen, Aljamain Sterling, uh, Jose Aldo, Rob Font, and then all these young fucking guys. Like, I, I, who the fuck knows? But I don't know. TJ is still very much in the elite, no matter what. Whether we like it or not, he's going to be there. Um, Muskie makes a good point. Um, TJ was suspended less time than Nick Diaz, and Nick Diaz was only popped for weed. You know? Like, it's just stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, definitely needs to. Definitely needs to uh, be looked at a lot more. Um, but isn't weed legal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was that yeah. Um, they don't they don't test for it anymore. But um, oh, that's nice stuff. Yeah, yeah. That being said, I think TJ will become champion again. Um, I don't. He, regardless of him being on EPO, I think his skills are enough to set him apart. The only thing that I could see if someone really, really good on the feet and as well as a master class jujitsu, you know? So um, we'll see how Corey Sanhagen goes in there and we'll see how um, others. Now that TJ Dillashaw is back, though, my hopes for Jose Aldo to become champion go like almost all the way down. It's going to be hard. Ugh. Very, very true. I don't know. I'm still rooting for him, but fuck it, I know. All right, so this weekend is pretty dry without big names on the marquee, and this is going to be the first card of the next two that feature women's main events. Um, This bout is going to feature Marina Rodriguez against uh, Mackenzie Dern. Um, First, Coach, are you going to be watching? And if you are... Who are you rooting for? Well, it's not a secret. Like, I mean, when it's mealtime, so that card is likely going to be on at like 4 in the morning for me. I can't see myself staying up and getting excited for a card like that. Because I'm You're not a fucking hardcore coach? Oh, I'm a hardcore. Like, don't, don't get me wrong, but I just have a lot going on that I don't think I'm going to be able to keep my excitement levels up. I'll definitely watch as much as I can. If I am up around that time, I will have to watch it. Like, and it'll all for me. If I am up that late, I'm going to have to watch it. So, I do think Mackenzie Dern is going to go out there and show us that she is the best grappling, at least jiu-jitsu, in WMMA right now. She's definitely up there. And it's no secret there. do think that it's just going to be her again putting on a showcase of yeah I can do this this is no problem for me give me a title shot and that's what WMMA needs right now is that with the resume and the skill and get the title shot make it competitive like we all saw Lauren Murphy and Valentina I don't want to be seeing that every Time someone fights like Bellator just had Cyborg announced fighting some girl from Ireland who's seven and four. 
27 and 2, I think. You just can't make sense of it, really. It's just a sacrificial lamb again. Yes. And then what WMA is kind of full of right now in its title pictures is just sacrificial lambs coming up, get slaughtered, get sent back to the farmhouse. And that's all they can do. So they need girls like Mackenzie Dar go in there, get the job done against Rodriguez, and then say, I want this title shot just to demand it because she has the skill to go up there and make competitive, and then she's going to have the resume to make it competitive. Juan, what about you? You going to be watching? Um, they'll probably be one of those things, one of those uh, fight cards that I watch. The next day while I'm at work to, um, you know, pass time. Um, I think Dern is going to get it, but it's just hard to be interested in women's fights right now because of who the current champions are. And we know it's so hard for people to get to their level of elite. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think Dana White needs to have an exclusive women's Dana White contender series uh, and just focus on uh, bringing women into the UFC so that he can kind of beef up the cards a little bit. Um, there's amazing women fighters out there who are doing uh, amazing things. So that's my biggest gripe as far as I don't, I don't, I'm not saying the women who are in the UFC right now aren't. Um, talented, but a lot of them aren't bringing the entertainment aspect to the UFC. And um, that's what a lot of people are watching the UFC for, kind of. Um, They're they're watching to see people like Dillis Danis get beat up. You know what I'm saying? Um, They're watching for these certain things. So it's hard to be interested overall into the women's MMA simply because um, there's not, the talent isn't as elite and the entertainment is not quite there. So um, that's my whole take on it. I think Dana White just needs to get a um, Dana White contender series exclusive for women. That's a fair point. I'm going to be watching because I don't think I have anything to do. So, yeah. Uh, I think, for me, I have Marina Rodriguez coming out on top. I think she's just more prepared for violence. Uh, I'm not saying that Mackenzie Dern is soft. I don't, I'm not saying anything like that at all. I just, the adversity that she's gone through, I don't, I don't know. She, Marina Rodriguez has fought against Carlos Barza, lost, uh, has drawn against Cynthia Calvillo, which I don't love, but she has went over uh, Amanda Rivas and also went over Michelle Watterson. So, didn't Mackenzie, but Mackenzie Dern did win over, uh, I forgot her name, but her last name is John Jaroba, the one that has the cockeye. 
Um, so that was pretty good for her, but I don't know. I just, I really think that Marina Rodriguez is going to go out there to kind of make a statement and go out and try to punch Mackenzie Dern in the face, like super quick and kind of shell her out. But I don't know. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, I mean, what, whoever wins out of this is going to be the next one up or Valentina maybe, or not Valentina. Uh, no, it can't be. Maybe the next one up for Rose Namuanas or the winner of Rose Namuanas and Jean Wei Lee. Sorry. So I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens and how it happens because this could very well be the next one up for that division. Uh, moving on from that, what are your thoughts on Bellator finally going to five rounds in the start of the new year? Juan, we'll start with you. It's going to make them a lot more money. Um, I don't know how well they're doing as far as money right now. Uh, anyways, but regardless of whatever it is, it's gonna it's gonna make them more money because that's just gonna allow for more wars, less decisions. Um, so overall, I think it's a very very good thing for them, um, and we'll see how the level of competition is able to hold up over there. There's some beasts. There's some beasts in Bellator, and I think if Dana White sees these guys who aren't normally in five-round fights, I think if Dana White sees them in five-round fights, he'll be more keen to uh, bring over the ones that do really well in those last two rounds. Um, overall, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Bellator pays their fighters more, right? And that's why some people went over there. I think the older uh, fighters, but I'm not sure in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how they do. Um, again, entertainment aspect of it. Those two, those two rounds. Um, hopefully, within the next year, a lot of people will, um, a lot of people will show what they have in those two rounds. Coach, I think it was badly needed, and it definitely came from everyone saying, "Yeah." Lima versus MVP two was a horrible fight. Like it wasn't. It had no substance. There was nothing you could base off of to say this is what that guy is good at and this is what that guy is good at. Nothing really happened. I think the judging was very poor. Everyone knows. I think that decision was bad. I think Lima won maybe rounds two and three. And if you don't give him two, you kind of have to give him one. All this, you don't give him this. Well, at least he won that. It's one of those fights where you have to judge it as a whole, really. Round by round, nothing really happened. Can't say this guy won that round 100%. There's always going to be debate over those two. And I think those extra two rounds we're going to make, either Lima or MVP say, all right, this fight is getting close and it's coming down to the wire. I have no confidence in these judges. Bail me out here. I need to start making my case known that I'm winning this fight. And I think that's all what it's going to be about. I need to make my case known, and it's going to start producing much better fighters. I do think five-rounders make much more excellent fighters, because experience is something you can't really put a price on. You can't train experience. You can put a million hours in the gym, but... Second, the guy has one minute in the cage over you. That might be it. And 
is all about the experience of building up their fighters as look, this is what these guys are good at. And they're much better than those guys over in the UFC. That's why you should come and watch us. We can put on better fights for better fighters. And that's what they need to start doing. If they do want to be that competition for the UFC, because one championship is blowing them out of the water in my opinion. I do think there are gems in Bellator, but I think one currently just has so much more over them. And the only reason we're not talking about it more is because it's not based in America. It's basically unwatchable if you're in America or Europe. Yeah, um, for me, uh, I think this is a long time coming. I think... Not only did the Douglas Lima versus uh, MVP fight let a lot of people down, but also imagine if Yoel Romero didn't stand around. I think he probably would have just stayed there and be frozen still. But imagine if he hadn't and had those fourth and fifth rounds. Maybe, maybe, I don't think he was going to win. But still, it's something that, it's, it's, I think Not that, not your well, but for example, I also think that it is somewhat detrimental for fighters to fight five rounds for an extended period of time. For example, like Korean Zombie, he hasn't not been in a main event for the last like nine years or something. So he he's dying desperately to fight three rounds. I think because it does, it's it's harder on your body. Like you have to be perfect um and it's wear and tear I, I just don't know i don't know we'll see how it works i think it's the best move that they could have made i don't understand why he didn't decide this earlier he was saying on the show that it was it was six months in the works but come on like we clearly know that it was the last two fights that forced your hand like why why is bellator so bad at telling people Oh yeah, sorry, we just fucked up. It's it, it's so weird, and and, and it, it shows in the numbers. ESPN Plus viewership is like at seven hundred thousand on the lowest like card. I mean that we're talking about like Anthony Smith versus uh, I forgot who he fought last. That's the lowest, and then Bellator on their biggest night. I think that was the fight that they were going to do AJ McKee and uh, Patricio Pitbull. And they got like 80,000. So their biggest fight against our lowest fight, it's still lower. So I just don't understand why they don't get on with the times and start figuring it out. Like at least copy the same formula that the UFC is doing because they're doing it the best. So why not try to do it the best? Um, but yeah, I think that's the best case scenario for them that start kind of copying more and more what the UFC is doing very Dana White's contender series, but for Bellator, where they have like a warehouse and they they start, you know, building up their hand because it it's kind of sad. Like I don't even know half the time when cards are like on. I have to actually look for it to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know, but yeah. I think um, I think overall, like not overall, but like if you're looking at it from a champion's perspective. You're kind of looking at this as like, oh shit. Because before, there was fighters who were fighting for the championship for the first time who haven't been in a five-round fight. 
so they don't have those two extra rounds of experience. But now those fighters will be able to get that experience, and now champions are going to have to be like, dang. So these fighters are now going to have... Um, I'm, I'm not going to have an advantage over these fighters anymore because now they've been at kind of where I've been at. Not the Maybe not the most elite, but they're going to have that performance um, experience for it. And so that puts the champions not in a necessary tight spot because you can go five rounds all day, but if you're not like really putting in everything that you have, that does it doesn't matter. But um, I think for a lot of these fighters, they are putting in everything they have. Um, I there's gonna be there's gonna be a wake up call for champions once it starts getting going. Probably like mid year when there's been plenty of people who got in the five round fights. Um, I think after that, I, champions will kind of be need to put themselves on notice again. All right. So uh, we're a lot of time. We've been on here for about forty-five minutes or so. Uh, Coach, it was great having you on. Uh, thanks for filling in for Nina, who I guess is too cool. Sorry, she's she's just working a wedding or whatever. Nice meeting you, Coach. Oh, nice meeting you. I love your voice. Just, just want you to know that everybody's thirsting over your voice and also the face reveal. They, they're demanding it. But yeah, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much. I had a great time. It was a great little chat. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. As from me, Motivated Andy and Mr. Daddy Juan. All right. And coach, talk at you guys next week. Nina will be back later. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.